Welcome to The Confidence Club, where you'll get your weekly dose of all things mindset, personal growth, and self-development. I'm your host, Manel Briggs, entrepreneur, podcaster, and digital creator, and I'm so excited that you're here. I love helping people discover their true potential to help them show up confidently in their life and reminding them that they are capable of making all of their biggest dreams come true. If this is your first time here, welcome to the club. Make sure to hit that follow button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening so that you can stay up to date with all of the episodes. If you get value from today's episode, let me know by leaving a rate and review or sharing it on your socials and tagging at the Confidence Club underscore. Ready to feel inspired? Then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Confidence Club podcast. It's your host, Ronell. And as you can tell by the episode title, this episode is going to be for the readers. Every month I come on to give you a mini wrap-up of my reading list from the previous month because reading is something that just brings me so much joy and I love being able to talk to you about the books I've been reading and then also hear your thoughts if you've read any of these books as well. So I'm going to tell you in this episode, out of the books that I read in March, which books are worth the read and which ones you should just not even bother putting on your TBR or just taking off if it's already on there. Uh, my main genres are self-help, romance, and fantasy fiction. So if you read any of those kinds of books, you're going to love this episode. So sit back and enjoy. And again, if you've read any of these books and you have your own thoughts on them, feel free to send me a DM over on Instagram because I would love to talk about them. Even if you don't agree with my opinion, like, you know, there's some books that I hold such a special place in my heart that I will get defensive, but none of the books, none of those books are going to be featured in this episode today. So honestly, if you disagree with my opinion, it's totally fine. I'm not going to take it personally. <laughs> Okay, so I read 15 books this month, and I'm not going to lie, I was kind of disappointed with most of them, and like, I don't want to be too negative in this episode, but I also don't want to shy away from my reviews, because I still wanted to come on and share them with you, Um, so they're not going to be too detailed, because honestly, like, a lot of these books were just, you know, I'm probably never even going to think of again, but like I said, I do like talking about books, and you know what, you're not always going to love every single book you read, and that's okay, um... I mean, it's definitely nice when you get into a good flow of just five-star reads. But, you know, in reality, that's not always the way that it goes, and that's okay. So um, in this episode, I'm going to break it up based on three categories just to make it simple and to keep things kind of uh, put together. So we're going to have it break broken down into novellas, romances slash fiction, and self-help. All right? All right, so let's get started with the novellas because I want to get these over with. The bulk of the books I didn't like this month were part of this genre, so let's just get to that first. Honestly, I was kind of disappointed, though, that like this was where the most of my least favorite books lied because novellas, if you don't know, are just like short novels, pretty much, like short novels. So they can range anywhere from like 50 to 200 pages. I, I usually don't read them if it's under 50 pages, but like it's one of those kinds of reads that you can finish in a night, finish in one sitting. So if you have a high um, reading list, um, or um, if you have a high amount of books that you want to read this month and you fall behind, it's a nice way to get caught up, especially if you're getting towards the end of the year. Now, you don't have to just go binge a whole bunch of novellas, but just like, no, like these are the kinds of books that you can read in one night or one sitting. So they're really helpful, right? And I, you know, my Goodreads goals continuously reminding me that I'm behind schedule, which is okay. I don't have any doubt in my mind that I'm going to read the 200 books that I want to read this year. But um, like I told you guys in the first episode, I I don't want to rush it because I don't want to take the fun out of reading. Like, it's just not that serious, you know? And overall, I mean, looking at my list of goals, I have to be kind of like, okay, this is probably not the most important one. (laughs) So yeah, I'm not worried that I'm behind. But anyways, novellas are a good help if you need to get caught up. So 
And maybe I just picked the wrong ones. Like if you know of any good novellas, feel free to suggest them to me because I'm willing to give them another go if you find one that's worth it. I actually did read one novella last month or sorry, two months ago. So February at the end. And that was like the beginning of my novella journey. I mean, I read one last year, but that was a holiday one. And I didn't, I didn't want to read like another Christmas novella right now. Um, but that one was really good. So I, you know, there, there are good novels out there. Maybe I just haven't found them all yet. But anyways, if you have any suggestions, let me know because the ones that I'm about to tell you about were just not it. <laughs> okay, let's start with the first one that I read, and it was Evidence of the Affair by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I gave this star three. I gave this, oh my god, I gave this book three stars, and <clears throat> most of the novels I read were romance ones, but this was the only contemporary and I kind of liked that like as much as I love you know the spicy romance books sometimes it's nice to just read <laughs> a normal fiction book um so this was a good one and the day that I read it was the day that the Daisy Jones and the Six TV show came out so it was just a complete day of Taylor Jenkins read um but yeah this this book was formatted as a back and forth correspondence between two people like the spouses of the two people that had an affair and then they had um a mix of letters from the affair mixed in. So it was an interesting um, writing style. Like that's one thing I like about Taylor Jenkins Reid. I mean, even Daisy Jones in the Six, like that's conducted as like an interview style. So it was interesting to read. It was super like easy to read too. I finished that in a night. Um, however, I wasn't really a fan of the whole affair concept. Like I know that that was obviously given considering it was in the title, but I can't really romanticize having an affair. So I didn't connect with the story. I didn't connect with the characters. I didn't, I didn't, wasn't really like, you know, cheering anybody on or anything like that, rooting for anybody. So it was okay. It was well written and literary speaking, it was really good. Um, because this is one of the first novellas that I've read, I didn't actually know how to go about write, rating it. Because I think it's important when you're rating a book, like not to just take into account whether you liked it or not, but also to take into account like if it was a good book. It's the same thing with like artists. I mean, you cannot like an artist, but still be able to say that they're a good artists. You know what I mean? Um, and so I didn't really want to discount the fact that this was a well-written book. It just wasn't the story for me. That's why I gave it three stars. Um, but anyways, I looked at a couple of reviews on Goodreads to see what people were saying, just so I could have an idea. I'm like, was this a good written novella? Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just used to reading books. And a lot of the reviews were talking about how it was really well written. So I was like, okay, you know what? You get three stars. Okay. Next up, we have two novellas. I'm just going to pretty much lump together because they were equally as bad. Um, they were by the same author and honestly, I just didn't really vibe with them. So it was The Four Leaf by Lee Jacket and Hollow Grove by Lee Jacket. I rated both the books two stars. These were both romance novellas and I think they were part of like, they were standalones, but they were part of a, almost like a series of standalones um, where I think each book takes place around a holiday of the year, which I thought that was an interesting concept, but I didn't really care too much for the characters, so I couldn't really get into either of the stories. Um, both of the books weren't really memorable in my opinion. Like I said, I'm probably going to forget that I even read them. Um, and in the four leaf, just a side note, I didn't like the nickname Bambi. Like I get the relevance in the book, but it was just kind of weird to me. So yeah, that's all I have to say about those ones. Next up, I read this other, um, I don't know. Again, again, they're all standalones, but it's like kind of a series. It's a series of standalone. It's a series of novellas. Um, and so there was His to Own, The Billionaire's Captive, His to Claim, The Billionaire's Prize, and His to Tame, The Billionaire's Match. And they're all by Shelby Black. And if you hear the title, it's like, doesn't it sound like it's going to be really good? Like a billionaire novella? Like, we love that. Billionaire romance novella? We love that. 
But honestly, I kind of feel like these books did a disservice to the billionaire romance trope. And honestly, that was kind of disappointing because that's one of my favorites. After having read the Twisted series, like, that's the series that has a special place in my heart. I guess I did end up mentioning it here. Um, but... Yeah, it really did a disservice. Now, because I rated these books differently, I will talk about them each individually yet quickly because I don't have a lot to say about each of them. So the first one, His to Own, The Billionaire's Captive by Shelby Black, was a love at first sight novella. And this, after reading this, this is when I started to come to the conclusion that maybe romance novellas aren't for me because things happen too fast. And I think, obviously, like, because it's a novella and it's shorter, that's how it's going to be. Like, you can't... You, you don't really get an opportunity to get to know the characters very well. Um, but maybe that's just, a, you know, my own personal thing. Like, I can't deal with that. Um, but I didn't like how things happened really fast in this book. Like, they met, got married, had their honeymoon, and got pregnant with all within the span of six months. And I was like, okay, like, I'm not romanticizing that. I don't think I want that thing to happen that way. The spice wasn't bad. Um, but the language was kind of weird, in my opinion. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, the next one, I literally only have one bullet point, and it was for his to claim the billionaire's prize. I said that this was the best out of the three, but it was still kind of bad. And I'm I'm, I'm trying to reflect on why I said that, because I rated this one two stars, and I rated the first one three stars. So I don't know if I just, like, I don't know. I don't know what was going on there, but it still wasn't the greatest. And then his to tame the billionaire's match, that was one star. That was the worst one out of the series. At this point, I don't even know why I continued reading this series. I think I just wanted to finish it. Um, but the book was trash from the start. And as soon as I saw Book Talk mentioned in the book, I was I wanted to DNF. Like I have a thing when modern day social media platforms are mentioned in books. Like we're reading the book to get away from social media. Like don't put that in there. I can't. I can't. No, it was bad. And the amount of exclamation points that were in this book was insane. Like it made the dialogue sound so cringy and fake. So I was not here for that. Um and again, everything just happens so fast. Like I know, again, you have to pack a lot into a novella really in a really short period of time. But this was just too quick. It was too quick. So, like I said, when I be began talking about this series, um, it did a disservice to the billionaire romance trope. And I think the only good thing that came out of these books is the knowledge that I should probably go to the Caribbean at some point because it sounds beautiful. That's it. That's it. Okay, this next one is literally going to get 10 seconds of my breath. 11 hours by Octavia Jenkins, one star. The only words I have are these. That was bad. Okay, next up, we've got another one that's only going to take like 10 seconds of my breath. Done Right by Rihanna Burwell, one star. Not much to say about this book. I read a review that said Emma needed to be humbled real quick, and I 100% agree. Okay, that was it for the novellas. As you can see, I was just so done at that point. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just take a break from these because they are not hitting the way I thought they were going to. Um, I'm just not vibing with them. So we're going to move on and go back to our favorite um, genre, which is romance and fantasy fiction. I just want to take a quick break to share with you one of my favorite products. As an entrepreneur, my health and wellness is something that I prioritize very much because I know that I can't operate at my best if I don't take care of myself. Along with exercising every day and eating well, I take a couple supplements that help me elevate my health. One of my favorites is Biocellular Collagen that helps me keep my body healthy and leaves me feeling good. Bonus, it also helps my hair, skin, and nails too. If health and wellness is as important to you as it is to me, make sure to check out this product at moda.com and use the code 904-8404 to get $10 off your first order. That's code 904-8404 for $10 off your first order. If you missed that, don't worry. There will be a direct link in the show notes. 
All right, now let's get back into the episode. All right, so this was actually the first book that I finished reading at the beginning of the month, and that was A Court of Wings and Fear by Sarah J. Mass, which I rated four stars. Yay, boosting that book rating there. Um, the last 200 pages out of the 700 pages of this book were my favorite. Somebody on TikTok said that this book is for the plot, and yeah, 700 pages later, I agree. So much happened in this book. It was crazy. Um, like it's even, it's one of those things that you go back and you realize you're still reading that book because like, it just feels like so much happened. Not going to lie though. It did take me a little bit longer than normal to finish this book. I mean, granted it was 700 pages, but because it was so long, I did get distracted. And I find that if I'm away from a book for too long, I'm not always inclined to go back to it. Of course I wanted to, because I want to finish the series. Um, but once I, so once I got back into the mood, I was happy to read it again and, and get back into it. But yeah, I did take a little bit of break, which is why it took me a little bit longer to read this book. Um, the one thing I didn't like that there wasn't as much tension in this book because that's what I love. I love the tension. Um, and, and in the previous book, there was a lot, but I also know that every book serves its purpose. And this one was specifically for the plot. So I do know from what I've heard that the next book is super spicy. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Okay, now let's talk about another billionaire romance series. Uh, this was not as bad as the novellas, but it wasn't as good as my favorite series, one of my favorite series, The Dreamland Billionaires. And this is, I don't know what the series is called, let's just call it The Kane Brothers by Megan Quinn. I have heard so many good things about this series all over Book Talk. Like a lot of the, if, you, if I were to put up like um, four series that I hear all the time, it would be the Twisted series. The Dreamland Billionaires, this one, and then that Addicted Callaway, Addicted Callaway series, something like that. So anyways, I was like, I was so not wanting to give this series a try, though, because I was really turned off by the name of the first book, which after reading it, I still am. But anyways, I was like, okay, you know what? Let's just give it a try. Maybe it'll be good. Dramatic pause. It was not what I was hoping. Let's get into it. Okay, so the first book was A Not So Meet Cute by Megan Quinn. I already don't like the name. This is the one I didn't like the name of. What the heck is it not so... Like, what the heck is a meet cute? What? Like, I have never ever in my life heard somebody say that. And in the book, it it talks about how that's like a common phrase. And I'm like, I have never heard that in my life, but okay. I rated this book three stars. I love a good fake dating romance too, but this book really did a disservice to that. I didn't really like the fact that it had a fake dating and an enemies to lovers book tropes i feel like it was just too doing too much um also i really 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 didn't like lottie like she was the worst she was so annoying and she's even worse as a side character in the other two books like i'm sorry this is the this is probably as negative as it's gonna get but she really just made my blood boil <laughs> like i just didn't like her at all huxley i liked a lot although seeing him in the other two books i'm not really a, a, as big of a fan like he's not my favorite cave brother but I just, I'm like, oh my god, I, I can't with Lottie, like I literally just couldn't, I'm literally rubbing my face right now, just, I'm, I was just so disappointed, um, also the ending was so rushed, it was one of those endings like he just broke her trust, now he's gonna propose and she's gonna say yes, I mean, what, like what is that, already my already my respect for Lottie was down here, and it's even lower after that, like you just took him back right after that, like what, what the heck, like, where's the strong female boss energy like independent woman like what 
I, I just, and there was nothing about Lottie that I would want to manifest into my own life. Nothing about her life. Nothing about, like, any, her personality. Nothing. Nothing. Anyways, that's enough on this book. That was it. That's all I have to say. Moving on to the second book in the series. This one was a little bit better. Um, and it was So Not Meant to Be by Megan Quinn. I rated this one four stars. And that's because I really liked the second half of the book. Um... I I liked these characters a lot more than Huxley and Lottie. I really liked JP. Kelsey, I liked about 60% of the time. Uh, 65. We'll give her 65% of the time. And I liked her as a side character in the other book. So of all the girls, I think Kelsey was probably my favorite. There was just a couple times in the book, actually no, 35% of the book, where she was just being kind of dumb. And I'm like, okay what can you not can you not stop can you just stop judging and just open your eyes for a second and see that like jp's not as bad of a guy as you make him out to think he is like i don't know there's just there's just some times where i'm like okay kelsey put pulled together like this is just ridiculous and and the book could have been a little bit shorter if that had to happen sooner so i will just say that but the book got better as it went on like i said i really liked the second half of the book when i was reading it my rating in my head just kept going up because I was like, oh, okay, this is like three stars. Okay, maybe it's 3.5. Okay, it's four. So it was better. Um, if you can get through the first book, you will like the second book. Um, but again, not my favorite billionaire romance. Like if I was recommending a series to you, this probably won't make the cut. Okay, and then the third book, we've got A Long Time Coming by Megan Quinn. And, and to be honest, I thought this one would have been the best because I remember I think it came out this year and I remember people being as excited for this book as they were for the final offer coming out um and yeah it didn't really live up to the hype this was a friends to lovers and I think the friends part went on way too long way too long um the book could have been a lot shorter for that I rated this book three stars because it was okay it was kind of on par with the first book um I liked I liked uh breaker i think breaker was a great guy and breaker's probably the kind of guy that i would want to date in real life but leah was really annoying like that there were so many parts of the book where i was like what is wrong with you like she stayed way too long with brian um she didn't understand that breaker loved her for so long the the, the whole girl group the knitting the girl like that was just weird and I think the only, like, main girl character in this book that I liked was Birdie. Um, But you know what? I don't even think I'm going to continue reading these books, so I'm not even going to get to hear her story because I just can't risk it. Like, I don't think I want to read these anymore. Moving on to the last section, and that's the self-help section. So you guys know I'm a really big fan of self-growth, and one of the ways that I invest into myself is through reading. So I like to read um, at least 10 pages of a self-help book every morning when I wake up. Um, I just feel like it helps get my mindset in the right place for the day. And when I first started reading, like, again, self-help books was the first thing that got me back into it. And then I found these other genres that I like to read for fun. But these are the ones that I read that's actually going to benefit me um, and help me grow as a person. So there's usually less of these in the episode just because I won't read these in a day like I could but because there's so much information in them I really like to just take my time and actually like put the things that they're saying into action and really just take time to absorb it and and see how I can apply it to my life so I read three self-help books this month um the first one was one of my all-time favorites and that's the subtle art of not giving an f by Mark Manson and I rated this book four stars and it's kind of interesting because this is this is one of my favorite self-help books but it's interesting how my ratings will change based on when I read it. So I've read this book like 
four or five times. I don't even, I don't even know. Like I lost count. And I think I used to think it was a five-star read, but now that I've read some other books that doesn't, it's not a five-star read in my head. It's a four-star, but that's still pretty good. Um, this is probably one of the most entertaining self-help books I've ever read. It's a counterintuitive approach to living your best life. It's basically what it is. So the metaphors, examples, and the amount of curse words in this book are so out of pocket, but it's also so true and it's so funny reading it. Like I will laugh out loud. Um, I think it's good to be called on our crap sometimes too. So this book is refreshing in that way. And it just, it makes you think a lot about things that you might be placing a lot of importance on. Like I feel like the underlying message of the book is choosing values and, and, and the problems and attitudes that are going to serve you to be the person you want to be. And really just figuring out like what's important to you and making sure that you're um, putting your energy into those things. My favorite line from the book is, we only have a limited amount of Fs to give. And if you give an F about everything, then you don't really give an F about anything. I've read this book so many times, like I said, and that has always been my favorite line and always will be because it's just a, it's a good reminder. Like, yeah, you can't give an F about everything. You need to give an F about the things that are worth it and worth your time and energy and live your life. Okay, next up I read The 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do by Amy Morin. I gave this book three stars. Honestly, I don't really have much to say about it because to me this book was just fine. I can see why it would why people would like it because it did have a lot of good info, but it just to me the writing style wasn't a fit and it wasn't really that memorable. And then the last book that I read, this was a great way to cap off the reading for the month and it was living with a seal by jesse itzler i gave this book four stars this was such a good book i loved it um it was funny it was inspiring it really made you think and shift your perspective on pain and comfort zones so i'll just give you a brief kind of like synopsis of what the book is so basically jesse itzler asks um david goggins the toughest man on the planet to come and live with him for 31 days and in response uh, david says yes but you have to do whatever i say and jesse's like okay yeah so anyways, it's basically like a journal log of 31 days living with a seal and what they do every day. And it's crazy, but it's also, I don't know, like first, it just like the underlying message to me and what I took from it was do push-ups. No, I'm kidding. But that is something that I started doing more of because I just kept hearing about it. I'm like, well, I'm going to start doing them too. No, but just like to really change and get out of your comfort zone. Like, it, you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And, and that whole book really talks about that. But it also just helps you shift your perspective on, again, what's really important in your life and what what are you taking for granted and um, where where should your energy be going instead and what do you really want and why are you why aren't you living your life for you? Like all these kinds of concepts. So it was really good. Um, it was such a cool concept in general and it was really fun to read. All right, so to wrap up here, that's the uh, my reading list from March. And if you have any recommendations of a book that you've read recently that is five stars, let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram because like, I need a good book to read. But that is all for today. I hope you guys all have a great rest of your day. Make sure to follow, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode. Go follow us at The Confidence Club uh, on Instagram and TikTok for even more content. And stick around. Come back next week where we'll be chatting about... Something else is going to help you change your mindset, the way you see yourself, and your perspective on life. I hope you guys all have a great rest of your day, and we'll chat soon. Bye! Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Confidence Club podcast, and I hope you're feeling inspired to take action towards your dreams. I would love to hear from you, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode and leave a rate and review so I can continue to bring you content that serves you. 
If you got value from this episode, share it on your socials and with your friends by tagging at the Confidence Club underscore. If you enjoy these episodes, make sure to go follow the Confidence Club on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube for daily inspiration and more content. Chat with you soon. Bye.